What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back to the Y Network, where we interview every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you could find your dream job, too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Kevin Lynch. Now, Kevin has been discovering startups that attack huge problems, and a huge part of his mentorship is aimed at helping founders find their why. He's got a degree in quantitative economics, cut his investing teeth at Crunch Fund, and is now the leading investor at MGV. Now, Kevin has a lot to share with us today. So, Kevin, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. All right, Kevin, how you feeling today? I'm feeling great. How about you? Man, I'm doing very good. I'm doing very good. Now, Kevin, I'm real excited to talk to you here today about what you do. So, Kevin, go ahead and tell me why you became a venture capitalist. Uh, so before I became a venture capitalist, I was working at a mental health startup uh, where we were helping bring uh, mental health benefits to large employers. Uh, I was really intrigued by the mission of the company because it was using technology to bring something that I personally believe everybody uh, should have access to and to the masses. So using technology for good, reaching huge scale, bringing something something positive to the world. Uh, and wanted to try being on the other side of the table. The, the company I was working at was funded by some venture funds and thought it'd be interesting to see if I could also help from the venture capital kind of perspective. As I, as I cut my teeth in the, in the VC industry, realized that uh, you can actually do a, a ton of good and, and create incredible businesses at the same time. Uh, and I mean, I can go into all the ways that you can you can help people as a VC, but kind of among those, the most exciting is uh, people take these crazy ideas they have in their head uh, and turn them into real sustainable companies. And at the same time, you get to sort of help shape the world that you want everybody to be a part of. So you get to, to fund companies that, you know, help people increase their access to mental health. Uh, help people save for retirement, every other problem in between. Very, very, very nice. I love that answer right there. And again, uh, especially that part where you say, you know, you can help people be the change that they want to see in the world. Man, I love that right there, Kevin. And uh, I think you even explained, you know, what the process was like a little bit. So I'm going to go ahead and skip right to that third question. What do you think were some childhood hobbies and habits that matriculated into what you do today? Um, yeah, I, I've always been kind of curious to, I guess, explore different different things. I was always big into Legos when I was younger, was hopping between different topics and different obsessions, like building uh, RC cars. I, I, I always kind of knew I wanted to be involved with either tech or I think at one point I told my mom I wanted to be um, <laughs> an inventor. And oh, she pretty, pretty quickly told me that that's not a profession and <laughs> you need to find a way to actually make money. <laughs> she was a pretty practical. And so... Uh, I, I guess in the end, I kind of found a way to uh, to to help other people who who want to be inventors start their own companies and build those into sustainable businesses. Okay, I love that answer right there, Kevin. And honestly, that that's a common thread for a lot of people. I mean, bakers, 
uh, engineers. They've all given me like something, something along the lines of what you just told me. So I love that answer right there, Kevin. Now, what is an average day like for you? Um, all my days start off pretty similar. Uh, they start with me reading through a lot of emails. And that's usually responses to either companies we're talking to, portfolio companies, other investors, you name it. The, the day starts with drinking from the email fire hose. And then uh, a large portion of that that I actually section off pretty rigorously uh, is, is time to read. Uh, one of my main jobs, at least as I see it, is is staying pretty current on what's going on in the tech industry, in the world, all over the place, so I can bring the kind of appropriate context, uh, a pitch meeting or a conversation with an entrepreneur that they deserve. Not always their job to educate you on everything that's going on at once. And so what that kind of looks like for me is, well, obviously reading a lot of books, reading you know anything I can get my hand on. So institutional reports on different industries from kind of the later stage, even though I focus on super early stage companies. But a lot of that is also just reading uh, newsletters. So there are industry newsletters, there's newsletters from entrepreneurs who write fantastic blog posts about what's going on either at their company or in their industry. Uh, there's investors who like to talk about what they see is kind of going on. And obviously on top of that too, staying up to date on on more local news. There's always, always new and interesting stuff going on in San Francisco. So uh, I try to kind of keep my finger on, on the pulse of what's happening in a lot of different spheres. And then obviously the most important chunk of my day is is talking entrepreneurs. And so I it's not always a like structured kind of formal pitch for us. We focus on seed and pre-seed stage companies. So what that means is usually it's either a couple founders who have an idea who are just getting started, may or may not have something built, but usually have some sort of idea that they want to chase and you know, kind of a relevant background that that can help them build what they want to build. Mm-hmm. Um and I'll talk to anybody, anybody who's, who's kind of at those earliest stages. So they may or may not have a ton of experience or exposure to a VC industry or talking to VCs, pitching to VCs. So a lot of my, my uh, just hearing pitches and kind of saying yes or no, a lot of it is, is trying to help people navigate the, the venture industry to help kind of understand what's going on, what to expect from pitches. Because I mean, at the end of the day, we don't do too many investments. We we have a relatively small portfolio. Um, we'll we'll do roughly ten investments a year, which for a, a early stage fund isn't a ton. But what that kind of frees me up to do is well, one, work on our our existing companies, so I get to help out our founders a ton. But uh, I also get to spend uh, a lot of time from more of a collaborative perspective for for entrepreneurs who want to figure out how to raise money or new to the industry going uh, going at it and, and need a little bit of help figuring out what to expect. And then obviously another bit is is the kind of listening to pitches and evaluating pitches type bit. We're we're an extremely collaborative team, so we actually have a full consensus investment team. So everybody at the fund sits on the investment committee, um, and for an investment to be made, we all have to be on board with it. So a lot of what I do during the day is taking kind of pitch meetings with companies and my teammates uh, or evaluating potential investments to help my my team better understand what's going on, why you should be excited about something. And then I guess the, the last like, bit of my day is obviously with our existing founders. So we're, we're super founder focused. Another reason we only do 10 investments a year is we like to be able to to have the capacity to work with founders when they need us. There's a you know a lot of funds out there that throw a lot of money around in, in a lot of different companies and might not necessarily have the time to spend you know three four hours with with the founder during the day. And we like to spend as much time as possible with our founders and and help them on honestly whatever comes up. It doesn't always have to be fundraising related. 
a large part of what we do is help companies think about how to build and scale their sales processes. So we have pretty focused help around that. And then we'll also block and tackle whatever else possibly could come up. Very, 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 very nice. And that was very detailed. That was very detailed, Kevin. I really love that. I think a lot of people are going to appreciate that. So, Kevin, uh, and I think we even, you know, in, in the in the first question when you were, you know, describing, uh, you know, why you started, I think you even tackled this question. I'm going to ask, you know, what you enjoy the most. But again, you you were covering it so nicely uh, in the beginning. I, I don't know if you want to add on to that. Yeah, I can I can add a little bit. I mean, there's the best part of my day is talking to founders um, and talking to our, our portfolio companies to, to see how everybody's kind of exploring whatever idea they're they're attacking. I get to be the perennial optimist and I get to try to see the best in, in something and, and figure out where it can go and, and how I'm going to ask questions of uh, the entrepreneurs that I get to talk to that may help them expand their own thinking or think about things in a different way. So I, I Love, love, love thinking through these things and, and help, helping people tackle whatever they're working on. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. And of course, the back end of that question is, what do you enjoy the least? <laughs> that, I mean, that's the easy answer is saying no. I, I, I really don't like saying no to people. I don't think anybody in the venture industry particularly likes like saying no to an investment, to a founder. It, it, it's kind of soul crushing, <laughs> but at the end of the day, we only do 10 investments, so it's a year, so it, it, it has to be done, unfortunately. Luckily, that kind of happens up front since we only do 10 investments a year. We, we make it pretty clear that it, it's a relatively difficult process, and then we try to stay as, as transparent as possible through that entire kind of journey. So, uh, I mean, the only thing that we can really do is, is update people on what we're thinking, and unfortunately, a lot of times that, that ends up in having to not support a company, uh, even if you may want to back them yourself. And then kind of an additional bit that is tricky with us is, is we can have individual partners who really want to do deals, but we're, we're an extremely kind of team focused fund. So we, again, as I kind of mentioned earlier, have a full consensus investment team. So that means everybody needs to be on board. So one of my colleagues could be 100% committed to, to doing an investment, wants to do it as his favorite company. And if it doesn't gel with the rest of the team, unfortunately, that doesn't always make it past our investment committee. And that's another kind of tricky component of the job. And then I guess another another aspect is just the long time horizons associated with like venture. So we invest in the earliest possible stages. And I mean, if you look at like Uber, for example, I mean, they started the company and 10 years later took it public and that's a decently long process to be a part of. And sometimes it depends on the company, but in different investors from different stages, drop on, drop off, depending on what they're involved in or, or who kind of keeps investing along the way. But but having that long-term vision, helping founders through, you know, a potentially a 10, 15 year process, staying optimistic that entire time and, and, and helping them with the undoubtedly countless number of issues that are going to pop up along the way is kind of a, a weird thing to deal with, just that level of uncertainty. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. I love that answer, Kevin. I love that answer right there. Uh, now, Kevin, this next question right here is my absolute favorite. And that is, do you think that grades in school matter for the <laughs> success that you have in your career today? For our career, no. 
but also I kind of I, you don't have to have good grades to do well in venture there are so many paths into VC same thing if you want to be an entrepreneur right I mean the, the kind of smart Silicon Valley founders who drop out from Stanford Harvard whatever uh, is a extremely well-known trope at this point mm-hmm. and is an easy example of why you don't necessarily have to fully succeed at school to do well in the real world I think where the kind of the, the gray area comes in is like there's other stuff obviously that contributes to being super successful in venture or as an entrepreneur and i mean yeah you could have good grades and still do extremely well as an entrepreneur i'm not trying to say that if you have good grades you're not going to be a vc you're not going to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. there's obvious reasons that that would be totally wrong but you have to have a huge level of curiosity to become a vc you need to be flexible and kind of willing to roll with new trends, explore new ideas that might seem totally stupid at first, and just kind of really stay open to everything you could you could possibly absorb from people who know way more than you. That's that's really one of the probably bigger indicators is if you can fill a room with people who are a lot smarter than you and take away some interesting things from from your conversations with them and, and build upon that. Uh, Very so it's, nice. It's really staying curious, building on a foundation, and exploring new ideas. Very, very, very nice. And I think they're going to really appreciate that piece of advice right there. Now, Kevin, you got to but you got to expose to me, you know, if grades matter for you. I don't think you talked about yourself personally. I don't think you did at all. You didn't do anybody a favor and talk about yourself personally. (laughs) I did. I did. okay. I was definitely not top of my class. But I was top of each class that I really cared about. I would I would spend a lot of time outside of the classroom focusing on actually tech, to be honest, was doing a ton of internships during school. So not just in the summer on um, I was working while I was taking classes, but would also pick and choose the classes that I really wanted to focus on and that I could learn a ton from. And then there were some other ones that I may not have focused as much on the grades as much as I was on either the content or the pulling away interesting lessons from from what we were learning. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. So Kevin, I'm going to break down this next question for you a little bit. Now it is, what do you feel that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean, what are you devoted to? What's your devotion? We're really devoted to helping kind of teams realize their ultimate goals. So uh, we're extremely team focused as a fund. We basically make every investment decision as a team, almost every strategic decision as a team, which is relatively uncommon for kind of the venture industry. A lot of funds operate where each involved party is kind of a lone wolf. They do their own thing, keep things sort of separately, and eventually we'll come together every once in a while uh, to, to discuss what's going on. Team meetings, you know, multiple times a day. And we think that Having a strong team is really one of the best ways to succeed. And so our our way to make an impact is by helping teams realize their goals by keeping their internal connections as strong as they possibly can and figuring out how to build the best team around a problem to go out and hopefully make the biggest impact in the world. Very, very, very nice. Now, Kevin, you have been answering these questions perfectly all interview long. But if there was one, just one piece of advice that you could give to somebody out there listening right now who wants to be in the position that you're in a day, what would that be? At the end of the day, being a VC is not really about you. It's about the entrepreneurs that you will go on to support. So to get into the industry, you really need to stay kind of curious and open-minded. There's tons of paths in VC and not all of them are, are super clear. I think there's one real clear path to venture for, let's say, growth stage funds. You go Get good grades, get a job at an investment bank, and then jump over to a later stage fund, and you're in. Good. 
if you want to go to an earlier stage VC, it's all pretty unclear. There are so many paths to become a, a partner. Most of those involve becoming a really successful entrepreneur, but there's a new burgeoning junior VC group that wasn't around even five, six, seven years ago. And it's still not totally clear how to how to get into that group. Some funds have rigid hiring processes. Some of them hire people that they're really close to. Um, so I, I don't think there's one super clear path into getting into early stage venture, but the best way to have a really good shot of it is getting involved with the early stage tech community, getting involved with, I guess, the tech community uh, at large and staying curious, staying open-minded, trying to learn in public so people can see how you think and relate to the way you think and, and uh, new ideas that you're exploring, playing around with. Plenty of ways to get into venture. Not any one of them is clear, but get involved with tech, get involved with the early stage startup community and, and keep hustling. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. And Kevin, you have been given excellent, excellent, excellent advice all interview long. Now, if there's any way that my audience can reach yours, whether it's a website, book, social media, please go ahead and promote it now. And I will leave it in the link in the description below. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we have a website at mgv.vc. My email is super easy. It's just kevin at mgv.vc. Um, so you can find me there. You can find me on pretty much any social platform um, as a uh, as Kevin Lynch or, or some variant of that. And uh, yeah, welcome any discussions that, that come my way. Happy to chat, happy to hear what you guys are working on or even just kind of help out if you need advice on how to think about raising venture or if it's even the right path. Yeah, Kojo, thank you so much for, for hosting today. No problem at all. And please guys, please check out that link in the description below because Kevin is willing to help you guys out. So folks, as you know, there are three types of work. A job, a career, and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you have a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Kevin helped you find it here today. Folks, that is a wrap. If you like today's episode but feel like you still need an extra push, make sure to follow me on Clubhouse for free confidence coaching at Kojo the Goat. Again, that's at Kojo the Goat on Clubhouse. Subscribe. Leave a comment and make sure to follow all our social media channels at YI Network. All inquiries, please email kojo at yinetwork.com. Talk to you soon, guys.